Chuck and Julie, bringing you the truth straight up. I'm Julie Hagan. I'm working at- an Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver area newspaper. They've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage as parents for over 10 years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment live, local, and interactive. Everyone's voice is always welcome on The Chuck and Julie Show. Well, welcome, everyone. Chuck Bonnerville, Julie Hayden, The Chuck and Julie Grassroots Show, True Straight Up, brought to you by... Yeah, the show brought to you by Mountain West Wellness, Advanced Acupuncture and Chinese Medicine, along with HappyTrees.co. So today we will get to, in the second half of the show, Chuck um, spent the weekend, well, you spent the weekend doing a lot of things. You actually played golf t- twice um, uh, for, for, for tournament practices, though, tournament purposes. But he, um, listening to the Tucker Carlson interviews with the presidential candidates, we'll take a look at all of that. Denver has a new mayor effective today. The new Fox lineup starts effective today. I don't hold that much hope for that. But why would I start off? I don't hold that much hope for either of those last two events. <laughs> well, yeah, really. But why don't start off with Dr. Brian Jundup had a great column up in American Thinker. Is the 2024 election the last gasp for America? Hey, Brian, welcome and thanks once again for hey, your Brian. time. Hey, hey guys, how are you? We're good. You hear me? You okay. Doing? Good, good, good. So, you know, I, when I read that, I'm like, this is exactly what Chuck and I have been talking about. Like, basically, is there hope? When I walk the dog in the morning, I always pass this couple walking, and um, they're strong Trump supporters. And, and they frequently ask me, is there any hope? And like, I don't want to be downers on their morning walk, you know, but sometimes I feel like saying, no, <laughs> you know, that there's not any hope. But, well, Brian <laughs> had a prior article to that, which it just explained you know, how they're going to rig the 2024 election anyway. You expect them to stop from doing all the hideous they, things they did, and, and they're not. They're and not. the two are connected, basically. Absolutely. If if the vote's not legitimate and it's rigged, then, you know, does it matter? And, and there are signs of that. Biden's not campaigning. He has no campaign headquarters. He hasn't hired anybody. He's just assuming he's going to be reelected. And in his mind, that's probably a safe assumption. He's you know, got I his got 81 bad. million votes already, and, you know, Fox News will call the election sometime in October, <laughs> and it'll all be done. <laughs> there we go. Or, as you pointed out, there'll be a health crisis, so we'll just we'll do a Zelensky, and we'll just skip the elections altogether, right? Well, that could be, too. There's, you know, threat of nuclear war and uh, the next pandemic, which is Bill Gates and Fauci and everybody are uh, brewing up, and who who knows what what kind of false flag and yeah it's unsafe to hold an election right. uh, but well, on the other I, hand trump is awfully confident uh you know he's no dummy and the, whatever he assumed or didn't assume about the deep state the first time around he's quite aware he knows what happened and if he hasn't done anything or made any arrangements to fix this well that's on him yeah fool me once shame oh, yeah, on you fool me twice said. shame on me yeah, well, he, he goes down, we all go down. I mean, Carrie Lake was highly confident she'd won the election, even over the weekend, and then they uh, finished well, her off. Um, you know, one thing about yeah. American elections, which people don't really appreciate, at least starting in 1865, if not well before that, all the Democrats have done is cheat. I mean, the, the, you know, half the country was Republican, and half the country... Well, uh, 
was cheating with Democrats. So uh, from 1876 on, um, you had the the uh, Jim Crow South. All those 13 states or 11 states, I guess, of the Confederacy um, were all rigged because they didn't allow black people to vote. And the Republicans did nothing about it. And blacks then were voting Republican. In the big cities, New York had Tammany Hall. In Kansas City, you had the Pendergast Gang. In Chicago, you had a machine. Boston, you had a machine. Um, they've been cheating on elections uh, for over 100 years. And Republicans have done nothing about it. They just act as if, and they won often enough uh, that they made no effort. Um, only when when blacks started to vote Democratic did the Democrats, well, hell, we're not going to have a rigged system with just white people voting, and, and they changed it. Um, but for over 100 years, they've cheated. That's that's how they've gotten their majorities, um, the vast majority of the time, and Republicans have done zero about that all those years, and they're going to do zero about it again. Well, Republicans, I don't think they care whether they're in the majority or the minority. <clears throat> I think a lot of them are happier being in the minority. They can fuss and complain and fundraise and not have to actually do anything or take a stand. Um, and the Republican establishment, certainly the donor class, they don't care who wins. They just want to make sure it's not Trump and it's not RFK Jr. So right, they're, no. the entire the entire donor class is going to be out to sabotage those two. Right. Uh, look, look at all the corporate money behind Ron DeSantis. And he you know, had a hundred million dollar war chest after his gubernatorial reelection. He didn't need all that money. But no. he got it. And that was in preparation for a run for president. This has all been preordained that he was going to be the next golden boy, you know, Jeb or the Bushes or whatever. And this is the, the donor class doesn't care who's in the White House because they control members of Congress. Uh, there was a James O'Keefe undercover uh, video of some BlackRock guy he said, oh, you hey. can buy a senator for 10 grand. So the 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 donor class has bought all the representatives so they're they're getting their way regardless of who or which party is in the white house uh, well I don't, i'm not sure they're getting their way with DeSantis, which is why they may have to jump horses and decide that glenn youngkin was well getting getting point. their way he's not doing well that's that's right. his biggest problem he's down 20 points in his own state where he's yeah, yeah. supposedly I, I don't think they can save him with all their money and all their shenanigans um, no, that's that's another issue. But that's that was their early. Well, yeah. it's like Jeb. Jeb had, you know, a few hundred million dollars and he got three delegates out of it. The elections, I remember it was back in what a couple of election cycles ago. Was it 2016? Susan Beckman, who was running a legislator who was running for the Colorado State Legislature down in Arapahoe County, um, had won before. The county itself demographically hadn't changed at all. And she was way ahead. And then, I mean, and she talked about this a lot, trying to wake up the Colorado Republican Party under previous leadership. Um, and she said, then all of a sudden, they watched these massive ballot dumps coming in on election that the Democrats had hoarded, right? And 
she narrowly won. And and at that point, she said, you know, the Democrats have a system which they have since refined in Colorado and expanded to other states. And she said they could elect they could elect a dog. She said the candidate mm-hmm. doesn't even matter um, in elections anymore. I mean, you know, then you you fast forward. You've got the motor voter laws. You've got now we're seeing the, you know the U.S. Postal Service is involved apparently in taking the undeliverable ballots and giving them to Democrats. There's so many tentacles as that thousand mules. Um, you know, I don't know how I, I agree with you. Hopefully Trump has an answer, but I, I, sometimes I become kind of hopeless because you think, what what could it be? Right. They have all these ballots on hand and who knows how many they just are going to, you know, keep and, until they see what, how many they need. Well, Trump, well Trump, is- Trump knows what happened to him. And if he lets it happen again, that's on him. Yeah. And it's on, well, and know, it's on it's us because, the this, us. <laughs> well, you, you don't, I mean, the same thing would happen if it was DeSantis or Vivek or whoever was right. uh, the nominee. But, take take right. your pick. Why, why are they going to reserve that for Trump? Well, uh, may, maybe DeSantis, they'd let him win if he's controlled. If he's right. going to be a puppet of the donor class, then they'd be yeah, happy right. the to Democrats- have him just... Yeah. Get rid Democrats of Biden, get DeSantis in there, and he'll push for endless wars, open borders, and, uh, you know, same as the Bushes did. Right. They're well, happy I think with that. When you talk about the donor class, too, I think you have a really good point there. I hadn't even thought of that, that, that the, the, you know, the World Economic Forum people, I mean, some of them I don't think care that much about the um, – the woke stuff that DeSantis is campaigning on, as long as he keeps us at war at Ukraine, right? As long as he keeps borders open and things like that, you know, they're willing to let some of these other issues ride a little bit. Although they may give him the border. They've already got 7 million in, you know, maybe that's enough for a little while. As long as the woke stuff is, yeah, the woke stuff's a distraction. That's, that's a, that's a fad and it'll get old soon, but it's, it's a distraction from the fact that we're, fighting world war three is a proxy war and it's not getting better it's getting worse we just blew up the crimea bridge and russia canceled their grain deal and of course they're going to retaliate against this this is they're they're really playing with fire and this has been long planned but it's going to backfire meanwhile the u.s economy is tanking we've got open borders we've got a lot of big problems well well, and let's talk about you know when you say athletes are a distraction Right. And, and, you know, exactly. And you talk about the last gasp and Sandra, Sandra's asking, how do we fight it? We'll get to that in a second, because I think we all have some ideas. But I was reading a thing, some um, major food producer, um, you know, like a, the, who supplied the grocery stores say what they're seeing, which is particularly alarming, is um, people are buying less at the grocery store of staples that kinds of things, right? It's not, it's not that people for a while now, people have been buying the cheaper brands um, and now they're buying just less of stuff. And, you know, and they're like, as you said, I mean, you go to the grocery store now, it's, it's just you know, the prices um, and what they're doing to the economy just on that really, you know, granular level there is, is atrocious. Well, people can't afford it. It used to, the, the, the joke was, uh, Whole Foods was whole paycheck. Now it's King Supers. I go to King Supers and buy a few things and it's, you know, $50, $70. And I have, you know, a little handheld cart with a few items in it and it's at least $50. That's nuts. Right. So imagine a a grocery cart full to the the rim. You're you're talking, you know, mortgage payment. Right. Right. uh, Bill for your groceries and people can't afford that. So they're, they're buying less. They're buying cheaper. The stuff they don't really don't need. Not buying it. What? So well, how- let's go in. You know, Trump let it go in 2020. 
And when you really think about it, Trump could have done all he wanted to um, and nothing would have happened. Uh, Bill Barr uh, was <laughs> not going to put boots on the ground to prevent election fraud. Uh, nope. Esper, uh, Secretary of Defense, wasn't going to do anything. Whoever was the head of, of cybersecurity who said the election was great. Uh, Trump could do all he wanted in his White House. Uh, he had no possibility of stopping them. I mean, they could have brought lawsuits and Democrat ones, and they probably should have. But, you know, the judges just threw those out anyway. Um, and now he controls nothing. I mean, if, if, if you know, one of the things, you know, I've, I've said in my kind of eternal shame, I'll have to report to God for this, that, you know, I, I started ballot harvesting in, in Colorado. Back in 2001. And in Glendale. In Glendale and a couple other cities. Uh, All legal, nothing illegal. I could have done the illegal stuff. I didn't have to because if you do the ballot harvesting, all the work it takes for ballot harvesting, incredible amount of work, um, and the other side doesn't do ballot harvesting, they're going to lose. So they're just guaranteed to lose. And so now I've got people coming, well, how do we ballot harvest? I hate to tell them what the incredible amount of work over two years, really, to do ballot harvesting. Um, And they still won't be as good as the Democrats, but at least they'll have a fair chance of possibly ever winning an election. But the amount, you know, you've got to get every voter. You've got to find out if he's voted or not. You have to change the whole culture when somebody says, have you, you know, turn in your ballot yet and go, I like to vote and kind of go, that's not an acceptable answer <laughs> uh, because you really can't get get out the vote unless you know who hasn't voted and who's not going to vote. Um, but the amount of effort and cost and, and you know, and, and yes, they can do it because they have the teacher unions. Those are great ballot harvesters. They have entire unions, the, the public employees unions. Uh, well, they have all the dark money organizations, too. you got Mark Zuckerberg, right? I mean, you've got all of those. Oh, sure. Dark- you've got Soros. You've got big tech. Everything's allied against them. Big, big finance, big pharma, big tech. Uh, look at big tech rigging the election and how they right. worked with the government and suppressed negative stories and promoted good stories. And, and, and if you look Biden at big pharma, they, they, in their own way, rigged the election by, mm-hmm. you know, conning us with, with the COVID thing. So yeah. we'll, we'll be back. And I think so that's where I, I do get I, I mean, it, it's going to be hard. I mean, because now in, in places like Colorado, you have the motor voter law where you're automatic. You may not even be a person. Right. I mean, who lives in Colorado, you, the, the, you know, thousands and thousands of ballots go out. They're not delivered. But the Democrats have perfected is collecting those and doing yeah, they and collect then, them from the post office and they get voted and turned in. They don't match signatures. And it's right. Uh, and they've made you, all you of can, that. Well, all of the election protection stuff, you know, like you said, matching signatures, things like that, they made, um, you, you know, it's meaningless anymore. So the, the thing is, is what they're doing is it's legal. And I, I kind of think it's, I don't know, the trouble goes back to, I think, like you said, the donors, the big time, these things cost money. Like, you know, we got, you know, Adams County Republican Party is sending out emails saying, oh, we're going to do phone bait calling for candidates. It's like, Great. Do you know what I mean? But what we really need to do is pay people. Yeah. To go knock on doors as a Republicans, they do that. And yet, on the other hand, they have no money. So what are they going to do? And like you said, the donors, you know, there's no George Soros on the Republican side. Um, The donors are like, like you said, George Soros is on the Republican side in the form of of Phil Anschutz. I mean, if you read Conservative Treehouse, and I think a lot of people do, I assume you do, too. 
you know, he talks about the Sea Island billionaires. Um, well, who owned the Sea Island resort they all met at and determined uh, who they're going to do? It was Phil Anschutz. He owns that resort. He bought it all, lock, stock, and barrel. Um, and so you have the biggest contributor um, to the Republican cause, quote unquote, in Colorado. Uh, but he's part of those Sea Island billionaires. Well, because they, they want to pick their candidate that's controllable and is going to do their yeah. bidding. They really right. don't care what party. They just want somebody right. that, right. Uh, you know, pushes globalism and uh, interests of the big business so they can get wealthier and screw everybody else. <laughs> well, talk about, though, what I also liked in your column, because it is it is very difficult. And and as you said, this could well be the last gasp, because if they perfect this um, in this election, I, it will be, I think, extremely hard for a Republican to win like a presidential race. Um, and the Senate is worthless. They don't. Well, even if, really they, care. If, they, if they control the House and Congress, you'll you'll see big changes. The Supreme Court will be stacked. And there goes the First Amendment and Second Amendment, as we know it, and a lot of other things. Right. Well, yeah, I think that'll be a big push they do that all of a sudden free speech, not if it's dangerous, right? Like we got kicked off of YouTube because we were it was we were dangerous. Our misinformation was dangerous, even though it was absolutely accurate. I mean, they're, they're going to use that. But I'd like what though you threw in, but you still you just can't give up. Right. You you quoted, um, you know, from the Braveheart movie where it's like, look, yes, you may fight and you may die. But would you trade all of the days in between for fighting for freedom? I mean, I just think even though it seems hopeless, you know, you can't give up. You still have to do what, what is you the can. quote. Why don't you give us a full quote, Julie? I don't have it. Brian, do you have, do you have it memorized? I don't have it in front of me. No, no, I don't have it memorized. <laughs> and like, freedom. And then they mooned everybody. No. So <laughs> maybe that's what we need to do. <laughs> all of the surveillance cameras on all of the ballot boxes. We all the Republicans just need to go there and moon them or something like that. <laughs> But yeah, what, one, what, th- you know, one one thing we can fight back is through ridicule. The you know yeah. the Alin- Alinsky rule is to uh, pick your enemy and polarize it, and and uh, you know, the counter of that is ridicule, and we're seeing a lot of that now. Twitter allows it, whereas before, if you ridiculed, you'd get banned. Right. So what, one platform at least. And you look at Tucker Carlson and his recent interviews, which I guess you're going to talk about later. But uh, uh, I mean, he's ridiculing the the people that are pro-Ukraine, pro this, pro that of just a thoughtful analysis. It's not being pro-Russia. It's just being, hey, you guys are silly and you're, you know, your your ideas make no sense. And look at what happened to Mike Pence. I mean, it was... (laughs) <laughs> you know, he just end, ended his future political career. Right. Well, and you're right. I think and sometimes, I mean, like I said, you do what you can. And the left has no sense of humor um, and they hate it when you ridicule them. Right. I mean, they just they get all upset when you find things funny um, or like you said, when you kind of make fun of them. That's why they want people banned. There was somebody had posted a thing. Elon Musk posted it where they were talking about, you know, something as bad about fish. fish you know, you shouldn't eat fish. Fish are living things. Right. And then somebody else, it was a PETA post. And then somebody said, well, fish eat other fish. So mm-hmm. should they be banned. And then what Peter did was block that person. Exactly. So that exchange will go around. People will see it. It just makes them look foolish. And, uh, you know, the fact checking now, uh, Biden's right. been fact checked and Democrats have been fact checked on Twitter and they have uh, community notes or whatever they call it uh, right. as a form of fact checking and pointing out that, 
hey, these guys are wrong. Right. And well, they're idiots. Previous yeah. Twitter, that would have never happened. You speak no. out and you get, a, you get a warning or you get banned. Yeah. Well, I've watched political debates beginning in 1960. <laughs> um, I was two years old then, so I didn't watch Well, them. I wasn't born yet, but I was watching. Yeah, them. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and and uh, Tucker Carlson in his interviews of the six candidates illuminated more of who those candidates were than every debate mm-hmm. I've seen in, in, you know, the 60 years since or whatever it's been, more than that, 63. Um, and and he just unbound people with with not that much effort. I mean, you know, he just well, you, exposed you Pence, what... he exposed Asa Hutchison, he exposed um, Scott, uh, mm-hmm. he exposed all of the four of them and and with with really, as you said, kind of humor and and he wasn't mean, he wasn't combative, wasn't, he wasn't gotcha. Anything. But but he, you know, if if you were thinking before that Tim Scott might be okay, and I never particularly liked Kim, Tim Scott, but you know, left out, he was a buffoon, and and he just you yeah. know showed he's a buffoon. Asa Hutchinson, you know, he he just was a phony and a fraud. And, and Mike Pence, for all the things he's done to us, including certifying the 2020 election, um, God, was that just desserts to watch him. And then have Tucker the following day go down to, to Florida to the Turning Point one and just mock how he mm-hmm. destroyed him. I mean, yeah. No, that, that was great. And you're right about the debates. The debates are a chance for the moderators to uh, get the leading Republican candidate like they did to Trump. And uh, get sound bites for the evening news. That's all they want. There's no thoughtful right. discussion. Tucker was very good. It was a, a one-on-one with some good questions. And if it was a debate and he was the moderator and asked these questions and they'd each get five minutes to answer, uh, that's fine. But this forum was great. And a lot of people learned about who these candidates are and who the phonies are and who doesn't stand for anything or who's just plain dumb. Who hasn't well, thought about think, these issues? They just parrot the party talking points. Yeah, Ukraine, and, Ukraine. Well, there's a little more to it than that. And I think what was good about it was, and you know, we forget it's like we're in this abusive relationship with politicians and the media. I mean, what Tucker Carlson did, I mean, was nothing all that extraordinary, except for it hasn't been done by journalists in like a decade or so, right? He just asked, mm-hmm. and t- he, he had done his homework, so he had the information on hand. He wasn't playing gotcha. He was just asking him questions, so he could not let Asa Hutchinson weasel around stuff, right? Um, And Mike Pence, he, you know, Tucker was just asking legitimate questions about Ukraine, and we've gotten so used to not hearing that, and politicians, I think, have gotten so used to not being asked those kind of questions that they were like, what do you know what I mean? They, or successfully not answering the question, although DeSantis really did that. But, but you know, politics. You know, you don't. You know, one of the things in politics, you don't have to answer the question they give you. You can give the answer you want. Uh, except Tarko, well, Nikki, Nikki, right Nikki Haley did that. You know, yes. when asked the question, she was answering the questions that were not asked. Right. But it, but that it, comes it, across it, it too. Does though. expose that. Mm-hmm. Right. It sure does. And that then those with- who are. Of, too afraid to show up like Chris Christie. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, he's simply a foil for Trump and his uh, donor class is pumping millions into his campaign so he can say mean things about Trump and he's not going to go anywhere, but he'll no. walk away with a campaign war chest of $5 million that he can right. use to fund his sitting on the beach. 
Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I'm a beach. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. He can sit. He can sit with Joe on the beach. Um, we'll see what happens too with the debates, right? So you've got Brett Beer with Fox coming up for the debate, and that'll be kind of interesting to see what they do. Is there some other audio there? Anyway, to see what they do. To see what they do with that. Um, in terms of um, if you're Brett Beard, do you try to do it like Tucker Carlson and ask legitimate questions, or do you just go ahead and do your pat like you said? If you're Brett Beard, you try to make yourself look good always. Well, they try to. I'm just going to move because it's noisy where I am. Okay. Uh, they they, tr- they try to make themselves look good. That's right. That's, right. That's really that's really what it's about. Um, um, well, and I don't I don't trust Brett Beard. You know, he's no. he hates Trump and he's. He's, he's going to be the Chris Wallace of uh, this election yes. cycle. Yeah. Right. Is Trump even going to appear at the debates? He's I, I wouldn't have. Far and away the front runner. What's what, what's in it for him? Right. He's going well, to have everybody was... ganging up on him and trying to including the moderator. trip him up. Yeah, exactly. So he, has, he has nothing to gain and everything to lose. Well, and he's not, not going he, well, was... to gain new supporters. Put it that way. No, and I was saying to Chuck, plus it would be stupid from his point of view. If he's there, everyone will watch it, right? So you get you, some of these other people will get airtime. Um, and I mean, so, so just as a campaign strategy, why would you want to do that? But if he doesn't show up, I think no one will watch it. Why, why would you want to watch a bunch of people polling at like 14% or lower who have no chance to even do it? And I think at what point? And do moreover, you, think- you know, the, the, there's always a part two to the debates where you have all the talking heads talk about how the debate went. If oh, you have yeah, a box try. or something else, I don't care how Trump did. They all say he was awful. Ron DeSantis made the greatest move ever. I mean, why would you want to subject yourself not only to everybody attacking you, including the moderator, but the post-debate BS? Um, so I, I, I haven't watched any television or cable news uh, since Tucker got fired. No, I don't right. miss it one bit. And I'm actually getting rid of my cable and just uh, get an Amazon Fire Stick so I can watch Netflix and a few <laughs> other things. But I, I don't bother. I don't bother with uh, corporate media. It's a waste of time. Well, I mean, it's going bad. I was we we, had, we um Peter Boyles with the was at the newspaper doing his column today, and he noted it. And actually, I looked and it went down even further. Salem stock yesterday was at ninety one cents. Per share, it's now at 89 cents down from in the heyday, like 40 bucks or something. Yeah. So you and, and, it, and it's not just Salem. I mean, it's just that I was reading a thing today that all of the sports companies, you know, that, that like that broadcast, like the, the Rockies and things like that are scrambling because no one's there. Meanwhile, Hollywood decides to go on strike. So like, okay, go ahead, you know, cause it's like, you're well, doing people so are well. Fi- people are finding other ways to get their news. You know, Rush Limbaugh was a stalwart, but he's, he's no longer around and there's nobody like him. Now you have podcasts and you got Tucker and his deal and Joe Rogan does great interviews. And there, there are a lot of other ways you can get good information rather than watching, you know, Laura Ingram or Hannity. It's, it's, you know, repetitive stuff. Are you talking about the powerful new lineup, Brian? Powerful new lineup. Today is see the, the promo the where they kind of walk in and then you and I had to do this when I was in TV too. You walk, 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 and then you look up like that meaningfully. Like, you know, you're about to say something they're, that's going to. The ratings are half what they were. And, you know, talk radio, you got half the people hate Trump and just want to bash on him. And, you know, it's like it's not interesting. It's uh, no, no. Uh, they're, they're much, much more fruitful ways of spending one's time to get information, get news, get perspective. Um, and it's, uh, unfortunately, I think, uh, talk radio is dying in, in large part because they're, they're not fulfilling the need. They're, they're just, 
Well, they're too worried about advertisers pre- and corporate pre- stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Pre- preaching to their, their small choir and uh, people aren't interested in that. So they don't watch or listen. Right. Well, Except- they don't even have their small choir. They, Media Matters has been one of the most successful campaigns ever of getting uh, any kind of controversial talk radio disbarred. Um, including mm-hmm. us. I mean, no. they just... Except, that's what we have, the Chuck and Julie show and Brian Jundep, an mm-hmm. American thinker. That's right. So. <laughs> that's right. You do your podcasts and people come here, they'll they'll learn more than uh, in 30 minutes than watching an evening at Fox News or, you know, right. a morning yeah. at one of the talk shows. So, the talk stations. Well, so let me ask you, sort of final question before we let you go. Sure. You know, like I said, is the 2024 election the last gasp for America? I kind of worry that it is. Do you, I mean, you know, I don't know, 2025, what do you see? Or what do you, well, let me ask you this. What do you hope and what do you think? Or are they the same? Well, the hope is that Trump gets reelected and knowing what he knows now compared to what he knew eight years ago uh, actually drains the swamp. That's a tall order, but that's my hope. Uh, My fear is that he or whoever the Republican nominee is, they they lose. The Democrats control the House and Senate. Uh, they add four more Katanji Browns to the Supreme Court. And, uh, you know, affirmative action is back in place and abortion and everything else is uh, constitutional now. And there is no right to bear arms and uh, or speak know, freely. free speech is free speech is in the eye of uh, the beholder. So well, not the beholder, just that, the Democrat beholder, the, the elite, basically. Well, yeah, well, yeah, the 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 censor, that uh, crazy lady that they had a yeah, Biden administration <laughs> had. I, I don't remember her name, but yeah, <laughs> but all all those things could uh, rapidly disappear, and then you know what are we left with? It's uh, really well, becomes you know, a totalitarian when, when Caesar, state. When Caesar cr- crossed the Rubicon in 30 BC, that was the end of the Roman Republic. It never came back. It it just yeah. never came back, and eventually, thirteen hundred years later, the remnants uh, in Byzantium fell. But Republic never came back, and twenty twenty four is, I think, a Rubicon event because I think if that's well, it wrong, is, and, and they, if if America goes away, nature abhors a vacuum, and you've got the BRICS coalition. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. uh, th- those countries are probably the majority of world GDP, and they're setting up their own reserve currency and transacting in in gold-backed currencies. And they're building, you know, China and Russia have strong militaries. They're not uh, promoting drag queen shows and inclusiveness. They're, <laughs> they're, they're taking all this stuff seriously. And when push comes to shove, we've depleted our military, depleted our weapons. And I don't know what shape our military is in because the priority is not to be a lethal fighting force. It's to, know your gender pronouns and to have cross-dressing soldiers flying helicopters. That's, that's not going to win wars when push comes to shove. We've depleted the strategic petroleum reserve. If we get into a hot war over Taiwan, we we don't have a supply chain. We're not going to be able to supply fuel for ships. I mean, it's, and China knows that if I, if I can see that, I'm sure China can. Well, so, you know, the, Barack uh, Obama was absolutely correct in his assessment. Uh, don't underestimate how much Joe Biden can F things up. Um, mm-hmm. He really was right. He really was right. Wait, well, everyone's uh, agreeing with in, in, in fairness to Joe, how much of this is Joe's doing? I mean, is he yeah. really, he's, he's 
Yeah, he's in advanced dementia. He's he's acting inappropriately. He nibbled on some girl the other day. Right, and, right. Uh, you know, he's having these anger outbursts that if you ever dealt with somebody in advanced stages of dementia, this is fairly typical behavior. And so they're they're the Obama administration people, Susan Rice, whatever. They're they're pulling the strings, and Joe's just being told what to do. I think uh, so too. They, they, they know of all Joe's malfeasance, and and they don't Joe care. Steps out of line. If Joe steps out of no. line, he'll be impeached, indicted, and sent to prison for all his crimes. So he has uh, ample reason to behave and just do what he's told. Uh-huh. Well, on that cheerful note. In the meantime, in between time, it's it's wonderful to watch all these GOPE candidates <laughs> just get. So totally we can take trash. our humor where we can find it. <laughs> well, yeah, the other the other candidates are are non-serious candidates and they're going to be whittled away one by one. Tucker's doing what Trump did the, in 2016 with the nicknames and the debates and all of that. But uh, Tucker just called the field. He knocked yeah. off three or four of them immediately. Right. Uh, when he do, when he does his next one, who's going to appear? Yeah. Right. Um, what, what <laughs> is, they'll be what busy. Is, yeah, well, Chris Christie didn't show up, and you know, yeah. Ron DeSantis, DeSantis want to show up and take the heat. He's, no. uh, you know, he'll have to explain his contradictions, contradictions, and you know, all the money yeah. he's gotten from corporate interests. And yeah, you know, good luck. No, Tucker, Tucker can have a field day with him. Hmm. All right, hey, listen, O'Brien, well, listen, we've taken enough of your time. Thank you Thank for you that. So much. Oh, great column oh, there, an American thinker. Always a pleasure and love talking with you guys. All right. We'll okay. See you later. Take Thank care. Thank you, sir. See Thank ya. you, sir. Um, Dr. Brian June up there. You can see, I mean, if you go to American Thinker, he has a, a lot of great columns up there. Um, and I know we had some great comments here from, from the people on Zoom, too, um, from, you know, about everything. Oh, and Leo says, oh, damn, I was so looking forward to hear what Chris Christie has to think. Well, mm-hmm. let's talk about that a little bit, because I think we do have to use humor, right? I mean, all is not lost. I think all is never all lost. Um, and we have a lot of work to do, obviously. And I think, you know, everybody, you do what you can. Um, and that's one of the reasons we're here, right? And I know that's one of the reasons people listen. It's like, you want, you do what you can. And uh, to a large extent, doing what you can is being aware and standing up and speaking up. And I think he's right, kind of fighting it with ridicule. So Chuck, on that note, you did watch all of the GOP interviews with Tucker Carlson. Um, and you were just like laughing the whole weekend. Oh, it was the most cheerful I've seen you in a while. Why don't you give us your yeah. quick kind of rundown? on it well it, it, as i've said before it was done in such a friendly nice and with humor and and it was so devastating i mean uh, to watch you know tim scott and he was not mean to tim scott but you got you see that tim scott's kind of a buffoon i mean he's got a great life story but he's a buffoon <laughs> he's not a serious candidate or shouldn't be um and and then he then he next uh executed um, uh, Asa Hutchinson, who was really pretty good at just mouthing off and mouthing off and mouthing off. And then Tucker just caught him. I mean, he just said, right. well, wait a minute. If you think it's treatment, you must be treatment for what? And for what would be transitioning from male to right. female or vice versa? So you assume that it is something good. And and Hutchinson, uh, oh no, 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 no! You're right. And here's the thing again that we've missed is that's like a sort of a 
easy question, right? If you're actually listening and if you're paying attention and actually trying to get information out as opposed to just what well, the media- it, you know, I don't think it's so easy because because most people aren't able to do it. And and well, there were, at times I thought he was brilliant and is just boring in on on right. you know the, the wonderful bullshit answer that people that people gave. And then um Mike Pence. Well no, who's the woman? Haley Nikki Haley. Nick Haley. Um, and it was great. We said, well, who who uh, destroyed the the pipeline, the Norton pipeline? He said, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, <laughs> an, an intelligent answer said, well, if you listen to Cy Hirsch, um, you know, it was right. the United States military. If you listen to the New York Times, it was the right. Ukrainians who were pro-anti-Putin Russians. But, of course, no one believes the New York Times. It's a joke. And right. so it's clear that it will, but no, she said, Oh, I don't know. You know right. Well, you're right. And right then there's, here. and she, like everyone else, doesn't seem very interested in getting to the truth. And then no. Mike Pence, everyone I'm sure has heard the Mike Pence when he's asking, going on and about Ukraine, and then says, Well, what about all the trouble with the cities? And Mike Pence says, That's not my concern. And I'll concede that probably, you know, that Mike Pence, I'm sure, didn't intend to say that he doesn't care about American cities. But well, what did be- come across? That's what he said in, in his best form was that we can print money endlessly. We're the greatest power. So we can spend endless wars and endless money and then spend, correct everything in the United States too by printing some more money. I mean, there's no more of a logical answer than his other one. It's not my concern, which which was really, you got that feeling that, Right, that Ukraine was his concern. He was very concerned about Ukraine, but never concerned. Well, and so tanks and everything else, and 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 not only did he did he make a muddle of those answers, if if you call a muddle, uh, but he came across as priggish, unpleasant, and unlikable, um, which is a a great combination to have. Having a candidate. Yeah. Well, then let me get play. So I do have some sound. So I, I was I didn't get that sound. But then Tucker, the, after the he appeared at that family um, leadership forum in Iowa, where he did all of these interviews, he was at the Turning Point Action Conference, um, and you know, and and sort of talked about what happened with Mike Pence. And again, and he was pretty funny on that. So um, Thomas, if we could please play the Tucker on Pence soundbite. <laughs> But if I can make some general observations, which I think are more edifying than just like savaging Mike Pence, um, I I think, (laughs) which I'm not going to do, because that would be wrong, and it would be wrong because it's too easy. And the easy things are not rewarding, are they? You don't feel good when you beat your five-year-old in soccer or ping pong, like what? I think that's funny, um, and which is true. And here's the thing. It's like it's easy if, if people did their jobs. And I think what's good is, once again, it goes back to what kind of Brian Juniper was saying. You can ridicule stuff. You can just point it out, right? I mean, that is one way we can fight back is just pointing that out. Mike Pence is another tool bag, basically. And he's used to being able to give these politically pat answers, and no one challenges him. And everyone goes, oh, we love Mike Pence because he was against the insurrection or whatever. You, you know right, what I mean? Right, and And right. instead... You know, he's like when 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 he's asked, "Do you care about the fact that our cities are in decay?" Um, he's like, "Yeah, that's not my concern." It's like bad answer, bad answer. Do you I think he recovers? We Republicans are inviting inviting um, candidates to come out to Colorado when we have our state uh, central committee one. Uh, what if Pence agrees to come? <laughs> <laughs> no, 
Hopefully, oh, hopefully people will ask him. Yeah, maybe you can say, oh, sorry, Mark. we canceled it. We, it's like, <laughs> but yeah, I think, but Dave is working on getting Vivek Ramaswamy and, and a lot of the candidates, right? Well, some, yeah. Some, well, and I think that the hope there too of, you know, getting the attraction to some of the national campaigns, because that, that would be great if that could actually happen. Well, then Tucker also went on to say something kind of along the lines of what Brian Junduk was saying, and that is how important, though, this election is because of what's at stake. If we could please play the uh, Tucker on free speech soundbite. Someone is punished for lying. People are only punished for telling the truth. You could literally... You could literally wake up tomorrow, move to the Bahamas, start a fake cryptocurrency, defraud a million investors around the world of billions of dollars. I'm just saying you could do, and I'm not recommending it. Note to the FEC, not recommending it. But you could do that, and you could get caught. People might have like a balanced view of you. He's really smart, good guy, got a little over his skis, as we say. But, like, I'm not going to hate on him, right? We all make mistakes. Like, who here, raise your hand if you haven't defrauded a million investors with a fake cryptocurrency. Okay, there are some, there are some. You cast the first stone then. Those kinds of crimes, which is to say actual crimes, like burning down buildings, impoverishing people, starting totally counterproductive wars we can't win that kill a lot of our citizens, leaving the border open so 7 million people can walk across. Those are not small things. That's like, it's not all like forgetting to fold your napkin correctly at Thanksgiving. Those are like actually kind of world historic crimes. Never punished. What are the crimes that are punished? Thought crimes. Thinking the wrong thing. Having the wrong beliefs. Saying unapproved words. You know, and that's the real truth. And I think that's what Brian is right. I mean, they're going to, if they win, they're going to crack down on, you know, the thought crimes, you know, and, and your, your thought crime about actual crime is going to be cracked down on too. Well, you know, what I love the fact, you know, and you think about it, you know, the cryptocurrency and everything else. And but then Trump, Sam Bankman Freed or whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah, but Freeman Trump is accused of what? Of taking some mementos with him from the White House? Oh, yeah. Of of, of of giving some woman who, who extorted him some money. I mean, those are his crimes. Right. Well, um, Chuck. But uh, it, call, the end- calling people in Georgia and asking him uh, th- that uh, the vote wasn't right. I mean, it's just the the minor stuff that Democrats can make into massive crimes. Call to the Zelensky, whatever else they want. They just. They just blow up everything, and 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 then you have people like Bill Barr and others going. He's in serious trouble for that. Oh, well, and that's because the underlying crime, of course, and that's why they're after us as much as Trump is the thought crime, right? right America right. first, the thought crime. And my concern is when they will not when if they take take that back. I did not say when. I did not say when. But mm-hmm. if they win, they won't bother to have to cook up fake crimes like he oh, took right. mementos. They'll just criminalize wrong things. Right. They'll just criminalize criminalize. It's like uh, we don't even need a crime. You just, you know, you listen to the Chuck and Julie show. Therefore, we're going to, you know, we're going to cut off your financial services and things like that. Yeah. As I said, you know, I went to Spain to school at the University of Salamanca in the late 60s. And there were a lot of people who 30 years before had been in the Spanish Civil War. 
Um, and I described what, what was that like? He said, you know, you start off in the early 30s, everybody disagreeing and being, you know, annoyed and a few more. And he says, you know, by 1937, uh, on the other side, and both sides did it. You just round up the other side and take them to a bullring and execute them. And that's what's going to happen to us. They're they're going to take us to a bullring and execute us. And power field, I guess. Would have to... oh, well, yeah, that's After the Taylor Swift thing. Well, then they have one more soundbite. And this is why, I mean, at this, now granted, a turning point action conference, I'm sure was largely Trump supporters to begin with. Um, So they did a straw poll. And, I, you know, I, I don't think it would be considered scientific, but Trump easily won. What was interesting is Ramaswamy was not very far behind DeSantis. And everybody else was just like, blah, 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 way low. Um, but I think, though, Steve Bannon's spoke. And although I think Steve Bannon is kind of crazy, he's a good crazy. And he understands why the candidate has to be Trump. All of these things that people criticize Trump for. And like Brian Jundeb said, Trump understands the, the, the corruption that he's up he against now. now. Yes, he does, he does now. now. And he understands that there is no hope if you let that go. So Thomas, if we could please play the uh, Bannon soundbite. We don't have time for a diversion. We need to be focused right now on the election apparatuses in Wisconsin, Georgia, Arizona, and to get behind Donald Trump and get serious about taking this country back. This is a crusade. This is a holy war against the deep state. Donald Trump is our instrument for retribution. I don't want to hear Glenn Youngkin in the vest. I don't want to hear Kemp with his George axe. I don't want to hear it. Donald Trump is our instrument for righteous indignation. And I think that's right. I mean, Donald Trump, I mean, you listen to that speech. It was a fiery speech, but that's what he's saying. And I think what he's saying is, well, and it says something that these other people are in the race, right? Because they're, they um, have the big money donors um, and the big money donors don't like Trump. If you're, and that's why you got to wonder what Vivek Ramaswamy is doing too, because I like his ideas, but I have questions about him um, and some of his history, you know, but, but what do you, what do you think about what Bannon said? Well, I, I agree completely with what he said. I, I think we have to start right now. Um, we don't want to see Glenn Youngkin, and, and they'll have to they'll have to throw in a camp or a Glenn Youngkin just because all the other ones in DeSantis are dying. So they really got to keep their our eyes off the ball, which is the raking of the election in twenty twenty four. Um, you know, the RNC are they going to do anything about it? No. no well, they don't want Trump. No, they don't want Trump either. Uh, but right. but this is now when you have to be getting your lawsuits and everything else uh, to have any chance of their massive rigging. And the advantage right. to it is, you know, you don't have to do it in all the states. You know, you have, right. you have to worry about Pennsylvania, you have to worry about Wisconsin, you have to. But, the, you know, there's a half dozen states where you really have to do all the fighting you possibly can to have it be even a semi-fair election. Um but it has to be done now. 
and not while you're kind of going, oh, well, I don't know, I like Ramaswamy, but you know. Yeah. Right, you know, and you're absolutely right. Although I, this is kind of funny from Leo when I was saying, you know, you watch the Chuck and Julie show, you're throwing him and Julie goes, that's why I never listen to the Chuck and Julie show. It's just Syat <laughs> blasting over the speakers from my neighbors. <laughs> that's all I have to say, Chuck and Julie, who never heard of them. That's, um, but I think you're right. And, and that's where it is a distraction um, and they do need to be, you know, I mean, essentially creating our own little Zuckerberg drop boxes and things like that to fight it where you can. Right. Um, and, and now there's, we've already seen with the courts, there's zero point trying to fight it after that. Um, Which so, is something we really learned that, that once you rig the election, the courts will do whatever they can to keep it rigged. Right. Well, you know, and they're, they're just they've shown they're not going to get involved. And you can kind of and not that I can understand that, but they're just not going to. So that's a false hope. Right. And right. in the meantime, though, this kind of leads into because we're running out of time now. But on Wednesday, um, we're going to have John Eastman on. He, of course, is one of Trump's lawyers who's being totally was persecuted and kicked out of CU. Um, he they're trying to disbar him, take away his law license in California. Um, for basically doing his job. Um, and that's a trial that's going on forever, and they're in a break we, right it, now. You know, it, it is interesting what the charge is, is moral turpitude. Well, exactly. Moral turpitude by by suggesting a legal strategy uh, where the election results would be delayed. Right. Uh, when a lawyer gets disbarred for recommending a legal theory, that seems pretty, but nonetheless, he's gone through, he'll go, and he's going to go through August and all that. It's how sick our system has gotten. Um, well, it goes to what I said, you know, they're going to make, they're going to quit worrying about actual crimes pretty quick here. And they're just going to go to actual, you know, think, thinking crimes. Yeah. And John Eastman has been totally, you know, he, like you said, he offered a legal theory, which was not even followed, right? right. Which, which they didn't right. even, and in the end, right. they decided not to do. But that's all part of, what is it, that Project 65? It's a lawfare yeah. operation that basically right. targets any lawyers who try to give advice to Republicans right. and Republican candidates on issues like this. They want to make it so that, you know, no lawyer will take it um they'll disbar you they fight to get your law i mean look at jenna ellis turned traitor right when right, they, right. they went after her here in colorado so we're talking to john eastman on um on wednesday as well um all right anything else oh well, you know new mayor of denver we'll have to talk about this too mike johnston inaugurated today um i i don't hold out much hope for and <laughs> all homelessness and solve all Illegal oh, immigrants right. never within 364 days now. So that's right. He wants to do it in a year, right? Is that yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. or something like that? <laughs> All right. Hey guys. Well, and in the meantime, then too, I don't know that we'll watch, but the new Fox lineup starts tonight. I, I don't. Which is I the don't. Same old Fox lineup. Yeah, they just reshuffled jiggled around. So you know, <laughs> the new powerhouse. You know, Laura Ingram starts them off. Woo, 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 woo. They just flip flopped. <laughs> yeah. I don't have anybody new. They just, no. they just moved him around. And now, we're, you know, it's a brand new beginning for Fox. That's like if we called it the Julian Chuck show. And I said over here and you <laughs> said over there. And we got a brand new show, brand new lineup. It's Julian Chuck now. <laughs> and that's going to do it for us. Thank you to everybody. If you didn't have time, a lot of great comments there on Zoom. Yeah, Catch all of, all of our shows. Yes, go ahead. I'm sorry. Thank Brian, June, Beth, and thank our BBS co-conspirators. <laughs> there we go. Hey, everybody, have a great Monday. We will see you on Wednesday.